Hello, listeners. Welcome back to 444 Westminster, a podcast about planning and development in the city of Providence that aims to give you, our listener, a better understanding of topics related to planning a city. Whether you're listening from Providence or elsewhere, we are glad that you're here. We are back from a small hiatus. I was pretty ill with a nasty cold, um, but still somehow COVID-free after 26 months. We are halfway through the first season, uh, and so now it's a great time to revisit our first five episodes on public art, comp plans, curbside management, complete streets, and healthy communities. My name is Tim Rondo, and I am Providence City Planning's Director of Communications and External Affairs and Supporting Women's Right to Choose through supporting pro-choice candidates in 2022 and forever. Today, we have another first. On our last episode, we passed the mic to Lori Sears for a fantastic discussion about healthy communities for our first Spotlight series. And today, for the first time, I am joined by not one, but two of my favorite people at the City of Providence, and two people I work with closely um, at pretty much every day. Our first guest was born and raised in Central Falls, Rhode Island. Raised in a bilingual home as a dual citizen of the United States and Portugal, she was involved in many opportunities to support Portuguese traditions. She was Miss Rhode Island USA 2016, accomplishing her lifelong dream to compete on a nationally televised Miss USA competition. She currently serves as Chief of External Affairs for Mayor Jorge Lorza in the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island. As Chief of External Affairs, she manages communications, community engagement strategies, and constituent services. A big 444 welcome to Teresa Agonia. Teresa, thank you for joining us today. Hello. I'm so excited to be here, Tim. I don't even know if I'm ready to compete with you and Lizzie right now. This is probably the best podcast I've ever seen in my life. Teresa just um, revealed our second guest, so I'm just going to get right to it. (laughs) Um, Our next guest is the Director of Art, Culture, Tourism, or ACT, at the City of Providence. She joined ACT in 2014 and became Deputy Director in 2019. She has more than 30 years of experience in both the for-profit and non-profit sectors, working in hospitality at Lupo's on Westminster Street, serving as Associate Artistic Director at AS220, and managing the Black Rep and Fet Music Hall in Olneyville. She earned her bachelor's degree from College Unbound in August of 2021. Big reveal, another 444. Welcome to Lizzie Arujo. Lizzie, oh, hello. Here. Yes, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Before we get into the subject at hand, I hope that you both know the drill at this point. Lizzie, you might not. I know Teresa does. I'm going to ask you some friendly questions so that our listeners can get to know you a bit better. I'm truly going to try and make these rapid fire since there are two of you today. Are you ready? Yes, go. Ready. Okay. Teresa, favorite spot to visit in Providence, excluding the pedestrian bridge since it's already been mentioned like at least six times. I love eating at New Rivers in downtown. I used to live downtown and it's like the perfect little place to go. Amazing. Lizzie, favorite summer drink, alcoholic or otherwise? Uh, My favorite summer drink is a small pony-sized Miller High Life. I have I can, no idea I've what any that. of those words mean. So I'm just going to skate right past it. <laughs> well, they're fantastic. We'll, okay. we'll turn you on, Tim. We'll turn All you right. on later. Sounds good. Teresa, who plays you in the movie about your life? Viola Davis. I love that. But it, it was already said by Laurie Sears. So well, she said that she loves Viola Davis and that she would play her because she's a good crier. I have listened to that episode. If you haven't yet, you need to tune in. I think she <laughs> should play me because we're both from Central Falls. There you go. That's fair. All right. Let's do it. 
Lizzie, give me one upcoming public art project that you're particularly excited about. Well, that would have to be PBD Fest, Tim. That is the large public Woo-hoo! art project that I'm working on right now. Maybe I've gone too quickly to mention that. Maybe you wanted something different, but I'm sorry. That's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. I have um, nothing but time for that. Finally, this is a wholesome stroke of genius on my part. What is your favorite thing about the other? First of all, let me be very clear. I am obsessed with Lizzie Arujo. And if you are not obsessed with Lizzie, it's because you haven't met her yet. My favorite thing is she is always willing to help out anyone in need. Does not matter what time of day, what the task is. She's always willing to step in. Amen. My favorite thing about Teresa is that she is a loyal hero of mine. So I always know I can go to her for any help or support. She's truthful and honest and lives her truth. And it's just a pleasure to work with someone who's so pure and clear about where they stand and who they are. I love that. Teresa, are you crying? so much love here. I'm crying. Definitely crying. (laughs) Teresa does not cry. Not yet. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, All right. Now that we have the important questions answered, let's move on to the topic of today's pod which is event planning, because guess what? It is PVD Fest season. Um, When this episode (laughs) drops, when this episode drops, we will have eight days until the greatest annual festival in all of Providence. Let that sink in. First things first, um, I want to keep it general. Uh, So Lizzie, can you walk us through the process by which someone who wants to host an event, um, like what they have to go through from first contact with the city through to the event, for our purposes here, let's say it's a block party. So if you wanted to throw an event in the city of Providence, you would apply through our viewpoint application system, which helps us manage information. Um, And then you would also contact our office because bureaucracy only works if it's got a face attached to it. So we will talk to you and help you through that process. No two events are the same. So there's not one formula for getting your thing done, really contacting us and we'll talk you through the kind of things that you need to do is the best way to move it. As it moves through that, that process, um, what kind of like, what kind of permits are needed? What, what kind of sign-offs do, do folks need to get before they can host their party? So our viewpoint um, application, which took two or three years to develop with an interdepartmental team of police, fire, traffic, parks, is a one-stop shop for all of your approvals when you're doing an event. When I started at the city, it was 41 pages of hard documentation that you had to walk from department to department to get sign-offs. And we as a team created this one-stop shop for folks who wanna do events. It is very thorough. So that is the overwhelming thing for folks. This is very thorough. So that's why we're always here to help. I love streamlined process though. That sounds great. Um, all right, enough of that. Now on to PVD Fest. Um, okay. Obviously, obviously, community members and folks from far and wide are super excited about this year's festival, especially because COVID forced us to rethink the festival in 2020 and also 2021. Um, but people really love PVD Fest. This question, um, I guess, is for both of you. What what makes this this festival so unique? I think because it's just such a true representation of what the city is and also what the city can be. Mm. The idea that we shut down streets and the amount of talent in this city is endless. And to showcase that and just introduce people to new 
new places, new talent, new food, everything. I think that's what makes it so special. I think that's true. I think also people need to be together. And I think celebrating as one community is really meaningful to folks and enjoying the the places in the city downtown where everybody belongs to everybody. I think that it is just a really important moment that we as a city host a party and we invite every everybody. Everybody is welcome and included. And I, I think people feel that. So they see themselves in that festival and they see themselves I've said this a couple of times, Tim, the see themselves thing in another interview, I said this, but I do think that that's really, really important. I think that seeing yourself and learning about your neighbor, this creates resilient communities. Yeah. You said, um, see your, you see yourself in, in, in public art when we were talking about a, a Gonza, um, on a, um, on a recent interview that you had, but I really think it's true. It speaks, it speaks to sort of the notion that, PVD Fest is is where global acts come and and perform beside local legends and and we have just such a an amazing community of artists that live here and produce work here and receive work for through public art funding here and that a bunch of that's going to be at PVD Fest um, some of the most magnificent displays of public art um, that we've had over the years on that topic Lizzie I had I had Gina on my first episode and we discussed public art, um, which is a crucially important part of PVD Fest, as I just mentioned. Um, can you speak a little bit about the importance of public art generally and then at PVD Fest and, and what can folks expect in the realm of public art at this year's festival? I think that um, the importance of public art is, again, a bringing together around one thought or idea of many different people. Now, people may interpret that idea or thought in many different ways, but looking at art together and experiencing moments where public space is impacted as a community and coming away with different thoughts is a shared experience. And this is something actually the mayor talks a lot about in my experience is that art is a shared experience. And I think that that is really important. I also think it's important that people can impact the space in which they live. Yeah. The access to public space for the citizens that live in that city, to me, is a hugely important piece of what we do at ACT and have done so well in the last seven years with this administration, especially who supports that really making sure that folks understand the city belongs to them and that they have a right to celebrate in it, to impact it artfully, to gather, to talk, to eat together um, in public space, I think is, uh, I think it's really, really important. PVD Fest, of course, is a coming together of all that. And I think we have, as we were talking about the international meets national meets local, that whole vibe, um, I think that that is cannot be overstated that we have international Eddie Palmieri, uh, Kermit Ruffin, C.D. Mania, who's a local legend, right? Um, and then we also have Hitler Rosa. Uh, and then we also have Carolyn Dutra's Dancing Little Girls. Yeah. And we have a classical high school jazz band and they all share the same experience of bringing their expression to the room. And I, I just think it's, really, really uh, special to me um, as a devotee of AS220 and the unjuried local uh, invitation to all artists. It means a lot to me that everybody gets to be there. Yeah. yeah and and I th- oh, so, go ahead, Teresa. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say and I th- that it's all free to see, oh, you know, yeah, that's like, I mean, access to art is so important. And the fact that what you were just saying, Lizzie, all these people are on stage 
and you can watch it all for free. You know, I don't think there are a lot of festivals that can really toot that horn. Yeah, that's very true. I always forget that. I take that for granted, but that is really, really true. It's a great point. And I think it speaks to why public art, publicly funded art is, is important. Um, I've listened to Gina's episode a few times just because I, I really love how she speaks about it. And I, I want to like ingrain that in my mind. But a few things that she said is that, you know, public art is something that not only reduces silos and, and shared and collective experience, but it also is available to everyone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Lizzie uh, mentioned the way the mayor speaks about public art also, Teresa, I know that this is this, you know, PVD Fest is something that the mayor is super proud of. It's his baby. Um, how does PVD Fest sort of speak to the at least part of what the mayor values and and what he knows our community values? Yeah, I mean, the reason the entire festival is free is because the mayor has ingrained that in the team that, you know, we have to do our part to raise the money so that it's free and available for everyone. So I think that access point has been a big driver from the mayor. Also just the idea of having a big party and celebrating our local talent. I remember the first year we did the festival in 2015. So this was the first time that we were having this big celebration and it was a few weeks before the festival and the mayor, we were in a meeting and he said, we need to shut down Washington street and we need to close the streets. And there was a lot of hesitation in the room about what does that mean? How logistically are we going to make this work? And he was really encouraging us to step outside of the normal box of, you know, whatever. And he was like, no, I think, I think we should do it. And now I can't even imagine a festival, a PVD fest without the streets being closed. Or, you know, he had the idea of having this food village in Kennedy Plaza. So he, I don't know if a lot of people know that he curates a lot of the festival in his mind. And we get to execute on that, which is exciting. But I think it's it's really been his baby because he has this idea that arts should be available to everyone. And he loves to see the local talent that is from this city on the stage every year. From a comms perspective and at the risk of tooting my own horn because I'm involved in comms, uh, the rollout of this year's festival has been pretty great and um, exceptionally fun. What are some important parts of communicating about a large-scale event like PVD Fest? Well, there's so much to communicate about. And I don't know that everyone knows how much the city runs the festival, but the city helps produce this festival alongside our awesome founding partner, FirstWorks. And we bring on a lot of support to make the festival happen, but it's really the city in the driver's seat. And we communicate about a lot of different departments and initiatives that happen throughout the year. But the festival is definitely the most uh, less traditional department and thing we get to communicate on. And I think the biggest um, piece for us when we're talking about the festival is really knowing that our audience is less traditional. They want something more fun. You know, just even Lizzie was talking about it earlier. People really want to go back outside. They've been cooped up for a few years. We haven't had this big downtown celebration. And that was part of our like rebranding of this year. Thinking really creatively. Our graphics are amazing. Shout out to Emily Snow and David Santilli on our team who helped us rebrand our festival coming back. And our tagline is meet us outside for the comeback. You know, like we're coming back and it's kind of this play on words, but it's really also about coming back together to after COVID 
So I, I think, you know, it's really about meeting your audience. I don't know, Tim, what would you add to it? Yeah, no, I think you covered it brilliantly. I think, I think it's jumping at um, all the opportunities that are both presented to us via media um, requesting, uh, you know, interviews on podcasts, um, that are not, that are not mine. Um, <laughs> generally, um, regular interviews, um, you know, we're doing the road show I know, which is something I'm not sure I can even speak about right now. So I, I may cut that. Um, you know, there are plenty of opportunities that are presented to us, but there are also maybe double the amount that we're, that we're creating for ourselves. And, and we know how much this festival means to people. We know that, I think generally it can act as just like community building and, and healing, especially yeah. this year after all the sh- stuff that we've all been through um, over the past couple of years in particular. I think it's been three years at this point since the last festival um, that was held downtown. We've had some wonderful celebrations over the past two years that have been done safely, um, decentralized, but this is a real, real return to form. And we want to make sure that people know that and they feel that and they turn out for it. Um, well- And what's really fun about communicating about the festival is we talk with people like Lizzie who tell us about these really creative acts that are happening. And we get to talk about something that's so fun, you know, things like there are festivals at the festival this year or, you know, what the parade looks like or like the different the guy on the unicycle, you know, like we get to talk about some really creative moments throughout the festival that are either surprises and you turn a corner and you're like, oh, I had no idea I would expect this. Or it's this beautiful youth stage where young people from the city are performing in front of an audience for the first time. So it's really fun to work with the operations team because they put together such a beautiful footprint so that every time you turn a corner, there's something new, there's something to celebrate and there's something for everyone. So it's not just the young people, but you know, the older generation, the the younger, if you have a family, you know, this is, there's literally something for everyone at PVD Fest, which I think is what makes the footprint so dynamic and so fun. Really well said. I think um, there's just back to the, just like from a comms perspective, there is no shortage of stuff to talk about, to let folks know about. Um, Something's going to resonate with someone and we're going to be able to hopefully reach a large audience and and help people feel more connected to each other. Lastly, um, what do you, each of you hope people take away from this year's PVD Fest? Perhaps a bit redundant, but just to sort of sum up what you hope people take away. I um, did want to also make a point just to make sure everybody understands that we we pay everybody who performs at PVD yeah. Fest. So the festival is free, but for some artists, it's their first paid moment. Um, we make sure every single person gets paid. We work with the businesses and make sure the businesses are are um, making money. We want everybody to get what they need. This is another layer of people getting what they need from the festival. Um, it's really important to us to pay artists. And I think that that has been our, another guiding principle for us. Um, I hope people take away what an unbelievable city Providence is. What a versatile, flexible, nimble, beautiful, creative place we live in and that they belong there and that they belong in the room with all of it all of the things that are happening. We want them to be there. Teresa. I hope that people just come and expect a good time. I don't think it matters 
what time you come or which stage you get a chance to see or what food truck you get to visit. As long as you just come with this open mind of I'm here to celebrate the city. I'm here to celebrate what we can be and just have a good time. Talk to a stranger, clap for someone you've never seen on a stage before. And we're living in really challenging times right now, make, make a friend, you know, I just, I hope PVD fest can be that, that bridge for people where you can come have fun, bring your family, be flexible because it's mayhem and just do something different. Yeah. Yeah. I I also think there's a sense of freedom that we want people to have. It's why we close the streets to walk in the middle of Kennedy Plaza and sit down on the curb and have a Dell's lemonade with your daughter like that is a part of what the liberation of the festival is as well. Just you own the city, the, the people really own the city for the, that day, those few days. I think it's, it's quite amazing. I'm going to do something out of the ordinary and answer my own question. But I, I hope that people, and I said this in an interview recently, I hope that people understand that obviously PVD Fest is is something that people turn out for. They are super excited about always and for good reason. But I hope people understand that, you know, the other 362 days a year, the Department of Art, Culture, Tourism is working so hard to make sure that our local artists are created, are, are supported rather um, through, through funded and paid public art projects that, um, that Lizzie mentioned earlier. We have a mayor that that really supports supports the arts and backs that up by, um, you know, f- pushing for funding via um, the American Rescue Plan Act, which our community members also said that they that they would like to see monies go towards the um, towards the arts. So I, I I hope people know that it hasn't always been this way, but um, the folks that we have in that department and our mayor really value um, what I think that most of Providence values, which is. And something that Gina said that I also <laughs> remember is that we deserve beautiful things too. And that's, and that's important. And it's placemaking. It's a reason to be proud of where we live. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's important. People powered, the people yeah. powered festival. And if I can shamelessly plug the Do people be- behind putting on PVD Fest care so much about the experience, you know, between June 10th and 12th, I hope you pay attention to everyone on the stage, but the people that make it happen, people like Lizzie, her entire team, the first works team, the the entire city team, the volunteers, everyone is out there picking up trash too. Help us pick up trash, please. (laughs) Uh, You know, everyone, they care so much about the festival and the experience that people take away. So I, I really hope people, you know, take a second to volunteer, just thank a volunteer. Or, you know, just connect with someone. Well said. Um, listeners, follow PVD Fest on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest updates heading into and during the festival. This year's festival, if you don't know, is, is June 10th through 12th. It's in downtown Providence. It is free. We are still looking for volunteers. So please, um, if you feel so inclined, if you if you love the festival, we need volunteers to make it happen. Sign up at pvdfest.com forward slash volunteer. Um, and, uh, and that's all I got. It has been a pleasure talking to both of you. I adore you both. Um, we upload a new episode of this podcast every other Thursday. So subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. 
to get new episodes delivered to your feed when they are posted and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Prop Planning and on Instagram at Providence Planning. Until next time, see you outside for the comeback, folks. Outside for the comeback. Outside for the comeback. (laughs) Thank you both. Bye. Bye.